0: Love Talk Radio. Welcome, welcome to Rapid Radio. I met him fifteen years ago. I, I was told there was nothing left, no reason, no uh, conscience, no understanding, and even the most rudimentary sense of life or death, of good or evil, or right or wrong. I met this six-year-old child at the. Lang, pale emotions, face. the blackest eyes. Ooh, baby, ooh,
1: baby, ooh, baby, ooh, baby. Hey, this is Vince along with Alex and Mike. And uh, I believe we have a special guest on the line already right now with Rabbit and Red Radio. And that's the one who's singing. Is this Mr. Miguel Nunez?
0: Yes, it is. Ooh,
1: baby! How's it going, man?
2: How's it going out there?
1: It's it's going great. Th- thank you very much. First off, for calling in to uh, a bunch of uh, nerds who do <laughs> a horror shows. That's all right we, with it, me. Oh, we and i uh, here's where the uh, kiss asking will start. Uh, I like you, and because of you and Bobby Lee and Michael Rosenbaum, you made yeah. kicking it at old school. Extremely hysterical. Jamie Kennedy is the funniest man on a line to me. I had so much fun doing that movie. I don't think I ever laughed this hard in my life. I I, I couldn't because I sat down and watched it. I didn't know you were in it because I didn't see the trailer. And I go, hey, this, and and you, you probably hate when people say it's like that's Demon. That's the, that's the guy from Friday the <laughs> Thirteenth Like it's so unfortunate because you've been in so much stuff. Thing is, each each movie is, has an indelible impression
2: of, uh, on different people. So I mean. Some people come up and say stuff that I didn't even remember I was in, and I didn't even remember I had like one scene. And everybody's got their own, you know, their own favorite something that they that I remind them of. So it's all
1: good to me. All right, we have a couple questions um, to ask if you don't mind. Uh,
0: um
1: I think I, I think the uh, first question that Alex and I uh, we want to ask is in Friday the Thirteenth Part Five, you didn't wipe your ass. To get up in the uh, night.
2: Everybody asked me about that.
1: Well, actually, I hadn't,
2: I hadn't actually started shitting yet. That's the problem.
1: <laughs> yeah, I right. I would love to do another Friday the like
2: 13th. I know they were, at one time, they were talking about doing another Friday the 13th, and they contacted me. They were going to do one where all Jason's victims come back to haunt him. Uh, not, what, what year was this? When they, do you remember? God. This is like a, maybe a year, a couple of years ago. They were trying to do, do one where all of Jason's victims come back to haunt him.
0: Oh, so yeah. this is this,
2: is, this is before the reboot, then? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this is long. This is probably the first thing they started to think about back then, but they didn't even, ever do it because this was long, two or three years ago.
0: I remember
3: there. I heard something that they were going to bring back all the survivors, but I never heard anything uh, about
2: bringing back everybody who died. And they went as far as calling you? Yeah, they they they, they were going to bring us about as spirits. It wasn't the survivors. They got nothing against them. That's what I understood. There was going to be all the um, all the uh, victims of Jason were going to come. Well, not all of them, but they were going to pick certain ones that had memorable deaths. Yeah, yeah, the ones who could act. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: you probably have one of the most successful careers of of anybody in the Friday Thirteenth. Whoever you know, any victim or anything. Like um, if you if you if you look through most of these people, no, you never I agree because they
2: all they you never see them again. No, never. I guess Jason, yeah. I think Jason really killed them. Yeah, I think Jason killed them, and that was the end of it. He killed them in their careers.
3: But uh, yeah, yeah, I've been, been
2: blessed. F- I can't complain. I, I truly, truly yeah. have been blessed. And I, I can't complain at all. I'm getting to do this series right now with uh, me and um, John Schneider. Uh, uh, I play a sex addict golfer named Tiger. Oh. It's just for at uh, Back 9? Yes. Yeah. For- <laughs> but we shot the pilot a year before Tiger's Problems came out. Really? Before he ever had one problem with his um, sex thing, we shot that. And what happened was the producers had him. They was like the studio was like, well, hold on, if his name's Tiger, people are gonna think he's Tiger. Tiger's such a boring character, everybody's gonna think the show's boring. So change the name. And the producers said, well, why don't we do this? Why don't we go the total opposite of what Tiger
1: is and make him a whore? And that's why we did it. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's awesome. We got Carmen Electra in there. He even had a uh, John Farley. That's I, yeah. I'm a, I like John Farley. Great character actor. It great, like, you know, he, uh, he was funny. In one of my favorite movies, Madhouse, with him and John Larroquette. Uh, he was great. I, I like. Uh, I love a good character. actor. Miguel, I have a question. I. I need to. Uh, it's this happened to my co-host here, Alex. Uh, your uh-huh. quote-unquote brother, Reggie the Reckless. Um, cool. uh, wasn't quite uh, a little bit pompous, I would say. Alex, do you want to tell uh, the great Miguel Nunez here what? Reggie the Reckless did.
3: Miguel, I met you on April 28th when you were in New Jersey uh-huh. at some convention. And uh, I, Reggie the Reckless, uh, Shavala Ross, was my first interview ever for my website. So what happened was I interviewed him, and everything was going great, you know, and uh, it was fine. And at the end of the interview, I was like, oh, cool, man. Listen, it was really great to interview you. Do you think I could send you a picture and an autograph and send it back? and you don't have to pay nothing, I'm going to prepay everything, and it's going to have another envelope in there already paid, and all you got to do is sign it and put it in and just put it in the mailbox, and he was like, oh, yeah, definitely, man, yeah, I'll definitely do that, cool, yeah, thanks a lot, all right, well, just send it to me, and and I'll get that back to you, I was like, okay, cool, so I go ahead, and I make this really nice thing up on Photoshop, I put the logo, Friday 13th, put it on glossy paper, like, Everything, it cost like a, like about $20 or whatever by the time I was done, you know, with the shipping and the prepay and everything. So I sent it to him exactly where he tells me to. So then I don't, I don't ever see this thing ever. So I eventually um, somehow get back in contact with him, probably through email or whatever, or AIM. And I say, hey, man, listen, uh, I was just wondering, whatever happened to like that picture I sent you? Um, didn't you ever get it? Like I sent the picture and you were supposed to sign it and send it back. And he was like... All he said was this. He goes, ah, really, man? You know what? You can get my autograph anywhere. Just go to eBay or whatever. You'll get it. Oh and I'm goodness. like, <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes, yes,
3: I'm he like did. no way. That's horrible. That's horrific. <laughs> like if I oh, ever saw yeah, him, but that's horrible. <laughs> you, you know what's really messed up? I was going to see him. I think he was at a convention on August 22nd, New Jersey. I really, I think you were there, too. And uh-huh. I was going to say hi to you again, because we talked about doing this interview, like, when I met you um, on 2009 in April. He was supposed to be there, too, and I'm, I really wanted to tell him this story. But, like, I went out with this girl there, and we just stayed the whole time in the bar, and we never got to meet anybody. In Friday the 13th, you or Reggie or nobody.
2: Where was this? What was that? It, it was pretty far. Probably Cherry Hill.
3: Yeah, or New, Hill New Jersey.
2: Degree. Yeah, yeah. In New Jersey.
3: Yeah, I know.
2: Tell me, I, if you ever see me, I'm, the, I'm, a, I'm out there with everybody. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I missed it, man. <laughs> There's something happening in September. Oh, cool. Not all for, right. For Cherry Hill? I don't know what it is, but we're going. I don't know where it is, but it's a return living there and a Friday 13th reunion. One of those.
1: Oh, yes. Uh, that would be, that's in Maryland, I believe.
2: Yes, you're right. It is in Maryland.
1: I should be your new agent. I'm promoting right. no, your back you, you know what? Uh, all you need to do is slap Reggie the Reckless around. For, uh, for being a uh, pompous jerk I will Because he's really not like that So You know what I'm saying He really isn't but I, will I just thought that, that you know? was
0: funny that, Yeah I do
2: too But that's why everybody is You never know Who somebody no. is always, Everybody with respect That's all I do No he was He was really
3: really nice I mean It was just I don't know Maybe He probably he just,
2: don't even remember where it was That's probably what was his problem
3: Exactly Yeah I don't think he did it In a malicious way at all do you realize that, like, Return of the Living Dead is, like, the greatest zombie movie ever? Like, it, I, to me, I think it beats out any George Romero movie by far. I mean, uh, you can't... You'll never cap... Like, it was, it was literally, like, a, a party to me. And, like, I always watch it with, like, tons of people in the house. And that was, like, a really great... It's amazing. It, it was, like, kind of jokey. And it, it seemed like it wasn't going to take itself seriously. But it ended up being probably... I think the greatest heart, uh, zombie Good movie point. ever. I, I know Vince
2: agrees. Like, what was it? Can you tell it us anything it about that? Yeah, that was my first movie, and I was so really? blown away just by being in a scene with a naked girl. I didn't. Uh-huh. I can't really tell you anything else. I was so blown away.
1: No, just how days, long did, did they shoot
2: that? Four months.
1: Yeah, and for four how did shoot shoot that? and we
2: were out in the graveyard most of the time.
1: Wow. Yeah, it was fun though. Oh, sorry, but go real no. quick, the director of uh, re- of that movie uh, recently passed away, Ed O'Banion, had a lot of nice yeah, things did, to say yeah. about you in the commentary to the DVD. He is the nicest a of, guy. And of course, that yeah, you, you talk about the uh, being blown away by the uh, by the naked chick. I'm forgetting her name, but all I can remember is I think that was the first time I seen fake breasts. They looked fake. They were too perfect. I'm not complaining, but. <laughs> I don't know how that you was could work I that. just
2: been about I couldn't believe it. I was like doing the thing, and we like cut. She'd be just sitting there just talking, how they rush over a a, 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 a big budget out there, that. They rush over with a with a robe. We had nobody rushing over with a robe, and she didn't even care. We'd be sitting <laughs> at lunch, and she'd just be sitting there, nigga, just talking. And my eyes were wide open the whole time. I'm like, is anybody watching this but me?
1: I'm from North <laughs> In- Carolina. I just. <laughs> This is that that was your first uh, pretty much what? That was the uh, that was filmed in LA, wasn't it? Uh-huh. Yes it was. That was your that was your welcome to LA. You're looking at that. You're you're getting excited. I mean, it's damn, a big time. Exactly. I think I was, that's what Miguel said on the set. Yeah, I was like, damn, I think I
2: picked the right business.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> you're only old. And, your she, and
2: she's so sweet. She was so sweet and nice and I mean, nobody disrespected her in any way because she was naked, but she was always professional, and she was just so sweet. Actually, we were there. I remember, but I don't know. I was involved with the scene, so I couldn't even tell you. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely cool. And Dan O'Bannon, you know, he's, he's real pro- prolific, so he gets the best shot. He was really cool. He pretty much let us yeah. have fun and do our own thing. Hey, Vince, can you do a
3: few uh, clips from uh, Demon and Spider in uh, his movies?
1: Uh, unfortunately, I do not have the, uh, I don't have all the, uh, return, but I definitely have probably one of the, uh, the best, uh, Demon clips of all time.
2: This, this shit box is
1: gross. I knew that gonna clip. I knew it. I, I was going to say that when I came home, but I didn't know if I could curse. <laughs> yeah, you can fucking say whatever you want here. That's <laughs> what I like about it. Yeah. Damn,
2: this shit box is gross. I don't know. <laughs>
1: I have to ask you
3: this one thing. Can you please give us an, an O Baby? O
2: Baby, O
3: Baby,
0: O Baby, ooh. Hey. Hey. <laughs> I'm going to stop fucking around out there, girl. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to do it, bitch. <laughs>
2: <laughs> exactly. That's what I do. Hey, you do got it. some of those clips, don't you?
1: Uh, of course we have to, you know, uh... You know, he, he did do What Do Fools Fall, Fall in Love, which is a great movie. Of course, we don't have those it clips. Would. We have to get your clips from Friday Five, you know. Yeah. And of course, everybody's hey, favorite.
0: Hey, you okay? Oh, hey. Damn enchiladas.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that, that is my ringtone, by the way. That's my ringtone. That's, that's another famous line. You're seen, you were in Friday Five very long, but you made an impact. You're a lot of people's favorite characters, me being
3: one of them. I remember. I remember. Do you remember I told you when I met you? I told you that uh, my name on my, I created a Friday 13th website and my name was Demon, and uh, yeah. it's
2: been like you remember that? Yes. Hey, wait a minute. Yeah. I remember you now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I and I told now. you that. Yeah, we
3: were gonna do that interview for a while. Remember?
2: Yeah. Hey, listen. What about um um um? Sentence, we should set something do a live broadcast from the next uh, horror thing. You know That'd what? That
1: that would be a great idea.
2: Yeah, I'll sit in there with y'all. I'll get everybody to come to the table. Yeah. You know, that's worth, that's so, worth we,
1: taking a trip down Maryland. We're in yeah. there.
2: We know. set up right over there. Can I probably get some sponsors do some giveaways? I yeah, yeah. We might do something here.
1: Oh, cool. Yeah. Y'all are
2: listening to this radio station. Y'all make sure y'all come
1: out to Maryland when we're there because we're going to have a ball. You heard it right I here have- first. Before this, Alex kept saying, hey, this Miguel might be a real prick. You know, he was a famous Hollywood <laughs> star. I said, Alex, that's no way to talk to him. He said, no, oh, no, boy. fuck him. And, I, I'm, and I'm a big fan, of Miguel. But Alex, was, well, see, Alex, I was right. He's a very <laughs> nice gentleman. <laughs> he said,
2: hey, hey, you're, you're right. right. You can't to listen to <laughs> Adam.
1: <at it." laughs> Dude, I would never cross that sacred line.
3: You're my favorite character in my favorite horror franchise. I would never say nothing
2: like that. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> All right, well, um, all right, i let y'all get to y'all, the other interview. Oh, my God. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Well, dude, thank uh, you so much. Thank you. Uh, anything you'd you like welcome. to plug. Anything you like to plug before you head back you Watch out. Back 9. for Back 9 coming out on Spike TV. Awesome. And uh, how about Trap, uh, Haitian Nights?
2: Yeah, Trap, Haitian Night. That's coming out very soon.
1: All right, and uh, check them out. Another uh, dude replays of Blue Mountain State. He was very funny. He was a, uh, a transvestite trans Transvestite. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, second time. Thank you, Miguel. Thank you very much.
4: Thanks very much. Bye. Thanks, man.
1: There you go, Miguel Nunez. What? What a great. I was, you know, Mike. I'm not usually uh, a
4: nervous
5: You actually guy. handled that
4: quite well. I was more of the uh, mute point person with that, only because uh, first of all. You don't want to put too many cooks in the kitchen, you know what I mean? When you guys are trying to do your thing, it's, you know...
1: Oh, yeah, I just... Here's the thing. I um, He's one of my favorite character actors.
4: He definitely um, is. I mean, I was just watching Friday Five uh, today up at the store, and I'll tell you, man, it, it still holds up to this day. And I mean, after watching Five with the commentary, which, yeah, you know, that was one thing that I wanted to ask him, if he had ever seen the commentary... Um, on Friday, five, the deluxe edition, because I believe Danny Steinman does it with uh, Shavar Ross. Oh yeah. Yes. On he, the deluxe edition. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and I thought uh, because it, it's I I never mark out for people and go Oh my God, you know, and but Miguel, it's just what a, it seemed like just talking to us, and, and like yeah. I say, it, I call myself a nerd. I'm a horror nerd, and we're we're, we're passionate. It's another. We're just calling us passionate. We are hard nerves, and we're right. proud of it. But for somebody like that, who has a career, okay, he's doing more stuff. He's a show come out on Spike that he's starring in, by the way. He's not, you know, extra number three. For him to be cool and then say, hey, come down Maryland. Come down there. We, we should, should go to Maryland. No, it's not we should. We will. That we are. Sense. We are going to Maryland. You know, we are going way. to Maryland. Fuck you, Cherry Hill. You can take your John Carpenter, who's not going to do anything there, and we know it.
4: You know what? I'll, I'll be surprised
1: Carpenter. if Carpenter even shows up. I bet you he wouldn't. I bet you he won't. I want to see the return of the Living Dead cast. I want to see Nightmare on Elm Street 3, which is one of the best <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street sequels of all time. I agree. And have and have one and the only Miguel Nunez Jr.
4: as her chaperone, so to speak.
1: Now, if that's an honor in itself.
4: It definitely is. Are you going to be able to free up some time to go down there, Vince? Uh, I will free up time. Yeah. There is I, no I d-
1: issue about that. And, uh, yeah, no,
4: I, I definitely, uh, I'll figure that out myself as well.
1: So, Mike, which one of us is
4: going to pitch Horlick to him?
5: <laughs>
1: uh, I don't know. You know there's, there's this really great show we're doing, and uh, I, don't know, oh, I don't know how these uh, DVDs got there. Yeah, right?
4: <laughs> no. no Whirl- First of all, Horlick's not bad. No, it's not bad. You no, might enjoy now, it. You never know. You might say, hey, you know,
1: this, this, uh, you, you guys need to uh, step it up there. You need a uh, big-name
4: Hollywood star, and uh, I'm your guy. Hey, you Come know on, what? He, Dude, imagine if we could get him for a Horlick episode. That would be incredible.
1: Uh, he, uh, just for, you know what? I, I love – it makes you feel good when you uh, – somebody that you watch on TV and watch on the screen, you go, wow, that guy's really funny, he's really cool – And then he's nice, and he's just respectful, and not, like, above it. And, you know, I also loved his rip. And I know he probably wasn't meaning that as a rip, but it was true about the guys who who didn't really make it after Friday the 13th movies. And that was – it's like him and Kevin Bacon and Amy Steele. You know, they're the ones who kind of, you know, went up a notch. uh, Corey Feldman, well.
4: Uh, Feldman, uh, Feldman – is, is holding his own at this point? Oh no,
1: he that's he's really
4: holding.
1: That, that, you, you are right. He is holding his own because
4: of the story's Wow. Oh yeah. That's dude. That's a, oh, that's that's low. But I'll accept it. That's low. You know, you
1: know what he, you know what Corey Feldman's probably doing right now? He's probably propping up Corey Haynes' body with a, as a marionette, and he's trying to get another season out of Bravo. For, oh, that's uh, too cool. <laughs> Damn, sir. We're gonna take a quick break. We come back, hopefully, we'll have the uh, one, the only great Ron Milkey on Rabbit and Red Radio. We will be right back after this. You're listening to Rabbit and Red
0: Radio. We'll be right back after this.
6: age 12, brutal self-defense murder of a psychopathic killer. Boy, they've given him every therapy they can think of. It's wonder his mind isn't fried with all the drugs they've given him.
0: The mindless, murderous fury that was buried with Jason as dead. Reborn, hey. and suddenly terror has become child's play. Friday the 13th,
1: Part Five: A New Beginning. Hey, Vincent Paul, host of Rabbit and Red Radio, and you're listening to Rabbit and Red exclusively on Blog Talk Radio. All right, and we are back, Rabbit and Red Radio.
3: You got me back in?
1: Yes, yes, you are back on. Yeah. Okay,
3: uh, Officer Dorf from Friday thirteenth part one, as we all know, uh, well, what you what you been smoking, boy, sit on it, time. So he will be calling in in one to two minutes.
1: Okay, perfect. Great. Appreciate him calling back again.
3: Yes, definitely. So I think it was really cool with um, with Demon from Friday thirteenth part five. He's a really cool guy, fun guy. <laughs> and uh, Ron is a really cool guy. I met Ron about two times or three times in conventions, and we actually had a personal relationship. We we uh, talked on the phone, and I went to his house in uh, New York City. He had a real nice apartment. We went there, then we went out to eat. He's a really nice guy, and uh, it's it's really cool to get back in contact for this uh, special Friday the 13th and Red. It, it definitely
1: is, and we have yeah. the, we all owe... All oh, thanks for this kind of production work to our one, Alex. Exactly. No right. problem. No problem. But the master plan. <laughs> uh, two one two. You are live on Rabbit and
5: Red Radio. Alex, this is Ron Milkey. We're oh, back.
1: I, I apologize for the, our screw up on the uh, on the switchboard here. Yeah. Well, no problem. Welcome, welcome back. We appreciate calling back in. Yeah. No problem. Alex was just telling us um, about his first time that he met you. He had a lot of very nice things to say about you. And uh, and we appreciate you calling. And I- I'm looking here. I-, you- I see that you have a, uh, a new movie coming out called uh, Torture Chamber.
5: Yes. Yes, I- I'd like to talk about that. It's um, It stars Vincent Pastore from The Sopranos. He played Big Pussy on The Sopranos. And um, Carmine Lepore from One Life to Live. And and, and myself And it's uh, it's Dante Tomaselli production Dante uh, has done three movies thus far He's a young auteur film director He did Desecration, Horror And uh, his last movie, which I was also in Satan's Playground And this one's called Torture Chamber And it's a real dark um, thriller You know, really scary And we wrapped cool. on that last month mm-hmm. When's that going to be released? Halloween, this Halloween.
3: Oh, cool. Oh, what were The Two Sisters about?
5: Uh, the Two Sisters was just a small film that we did. Uh, I did out in California, and uh, Terry Dawn Arnold is the producer and director, and she got a special deal uh, to fly me out there, and uh, it was a SAG film. And it was um, a, a, an original screenplay about uh, two sisters who were... Uh, murderesses and uh you know that that type of thing it was a uh, very nice very nice little film
3: cool and and have you, have you been like uh into the horror genre ever since like Friday 13th like what, I have I, ha-
5: I have been yeah I I've been more or less doing that and you know uh, it's okay it's not my not not why I came to New York to be an actor but I'm I'm happy with it and uh you know I'm I'm uh, I'm proud of it and I like my I like the horror the horror film fans and I've sort of gotten into it. Yeah. I did cool. uh, ret- return to Salem's Lot that was uh, in I think 87 that was directed by Larry yeah, Larry Cohen who mm-hmm. did It's Alive and Q and um, so many so many horror films. And then cool. uh, a couple others here I've done also films that have not been horror like um um uh, what was it? Meridian uh, that Meridian, Meridian. Uh, that, that's got a big release in Germany. And uh, Grand Isle with uh, Kelly McGillis, uh, Ellen Burstyn, and uh, Julian Sands. I had a big cast. and, but, and I, I, I do stage and I do uh, off Broadway and television and I teach acting. So whatever I can do to keep it together, you know. Yeah, you're very
3: active in the whole acting thing still. So, uh,
5: yeah. Tell yeah. me where this is emanating from. What city?
1: Uh, Philadelphia, PA.
5: Oh, no kidding. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Now,
3: have you, you've been going to conventions for a pretty long time, right?
5: No, I, I just started going to conventions about four years ago, and, and I didn't even know about the conventions, but uh, Ellen Sandweiss, uh, I was doing a film with Ellen Sandweiss from The Evil Dead, uh-huh. and, and uh, she said, uh, Ron, how come I never see you at the conventions? And I, said, I said, I didn't know anything about them. And so she introduced me to them. And the first one I did was, I think, uh, Chiller. Is that right, Chiller? Kevin Clements uh, convention in New right. Jersey, and that uh-huh. was, I think, two thousand five. And okay. uh, and so I've been I've been doing them ever since.
3: I think I met you at I think I met you at that one.
5: Oh, I'm sure but, I'm sure but, we did. Yeah.
3: Yeah, believe it or not, I met you once, and uh-huh. then uh, we just talked for a second or two. And then uh, that was pretty much it, just like, I guess, every other person in there, you know, the hundreds of people, or a thousand, I guess, by the weekend is over. And then um, then we actually started talking when uh, Eric started your actual website, and then I was going to do your message board.
5: Oh, no kidding.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
5: yeah. And then we met again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Eric, of course, uh, you know, he's done a beautiful poster. Have you seen it? The 30-year 30, 30 anniversary Friday the 13th poster?
3: No. What, so is got,
5: that on, got, on dot com? You can get that on uh, Eric's website, which is, is not, not on mine, but it's um, it's personally signed by Ari, Ari Lehman, and right. me, and um, and Alice. Oh, my God. What's Alice? Um, can you help me out?
2: Yeah.
5: Uh, what's her name? Yeah. <laughs> Adrian <laughs> <Good>. King. <laughs> I'm glad you forgot her name, too. Adrian yeah, King, Adrian of yours. Oh, my God. Adrian, please forgive me if you're listening to this. Yeah, Adrian <laughs> King. So he's selling those and it's one of the most beautiful Friday the 13th posters I've ever seen. It of course anything Eric does is done with style as you know. You know and right. um you can uh you can check that out. Do you know his website by any chance?
3: You know what? I'm I'm looking for it right now. I I don't know. I don't I don't know what it is anymore. Hey, wasn't it like um, CampCrystalLake.com or Yes,
5: like that? I think I think that's it. CampCrystalLake.com, Yep. Yeah. And, and this poster, what people can order this? You can order it, right? And you get a, you get a poster. It's a it's a whole package. You get a T-shirt, a poster, and something else. But I've got it. I've got it up in my kitchen while I'm looking at it right now. It's beautifully designed, and it says the 30 years of fright, Friday the 13th, and it has uh, uh, some interesting graphics, all done in three colors, black, mostly black and red, and then the title in white with the 13th. Yeah. Red. But it's beautifully uh, beautiful poster, and a lot of people do not have it. It's an original, right. so the Friday the Thirteenth fans may want to contact uh, Eric. At he's um, it's, it's also available at Eric. Dot is it E R I K? Eric at um, try Friday the Thirteenth films. I don't know. You know. Okay. But, uh, and
3: and does it come with that black and white shirt of yours, where you say? Um, it on a
5: talk or is it something like that oh what uh what you, do i say, say yes I don't, uh, gee i ran out of those a long time ago i have to have more of those made up no no this is uh, this is a, just a friday the 13th um poster and there's oh, the t-shirt. shirt i mean yeah oh, okay the yeah, the shirt is just friday the 13th shirt yeah but uh, I, I i'll tell you i had some of those done and i gave more away than i sold and i just uh i ran out and i just never had any more made up but uh you remembered it, right? Yeah, yeah, I have it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um,
3: can, I know Like a lot of people probably ask this, but just for to celebrate Friday the 13th with us in the audience, can you give us a few lines?
5: What you've been smoking, boy? <laughs> see. Uh, what, did you just get off a rocket ship or something? Grass, <laughs> weed. Columbia, Columbia gold. Man. Columbia gold, grass, weed. <laughs> and you you know, know what I really
0: like?
3: There's a line you do that's not even famous, but I really
5: like it because it's so
3: like sarcastic. Uh, they're they're like you're like what do, what do you know what are you guys doing out here? And they're like we're just uh, getting everything ready. You're like ready for oh, what?
5: No. Uh, oh, oh really? I remember. Who are you people?
3: What was the one you liked? Uh, they're like oh we're we're just getting the camp ready, and you're like ready for what? And they're like oh, no.
0: oh. <laughs> is there
3: anything we can help you with, officer? <laughs> I
5: love it the way you guys know that all that dialogue. I don't even remember most of it. Yeah, it yeah. was fun, you know. And uh, uh, Sean and another guy wrote that scene in because uh, it was not in the original script. Okay. And did they then, do that
3: because they knew you and
5: they were, like, hooking up with a part? Did... No. No, as a matter of fact, Sean was going to play the part. Sean Cunningham was going to play the part. And he would have been funny. He would have been funny. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And uh, then Victor Miller said, "I don't like this scene," and they had a little fight over it. And uh, uh, then, then, then I happened to call Sean uh, one day, and I was I saw an ad in Variety it says Friday the Thirteenth, that famous ad with the, the crashing glass, you know, that very first ad. And I said, Sean Klingham, let me give him a call. So I called him. I said, Sean, this is Ron Milkey. I had done a film with him previous to this. And I says I saw you're filming a new movie called Friday the 13th. And uh, I said, is there anything for me? Oh, he says, Ron, we're, I'm sorry, we're already in production. He says, wait a minute, Ron. You know, come to think of it, you'd be right for this part I was going to do. But Why don't you come on up to, um, to New Jersey and uh, uh, we'll audition you. You'd, you'd be perfect for this part. So I went up there, took the bus up there and um, read. And he says, okay, you're going you're gonna to do the part
3: cool yeah rest That's, is Friday 13th history
5: yeah yeah and none of us knew of course it was going to become the hit it did but uh, that summer 1980 it was the top it was shared uh, with the the airplane airplane and Friday the 13th were the top grossing movies of the year right mm-hmm. and have you um I know a lot of times we ask
3: people this, and the answer is always no for some reason but have you seen any other Friday the 13th after oh, yes. the one you
5: were... Yeah, I have. Sure. Yeah. I, um, I did a convention out in L.A. a couple of years ago, and uh, <laughs> I went to the home of one of the fans, and I had to sit through about five of them in a row.
0: <laughs> so I said, oh, my
5: "Good." God. I said, good. This I'll get a chance to see them all. And I loved Friday the 13th, too. I thought that was great. Yeah, yeah. that's
3: my favorite one.
5: Really? Yeah. I can see why.
3: Yeah, really cool. I, you know, it probably because it's you know the first one introduces Jason.
5: That's right. And uh,
3: it, it's just so classic. It's basically part one, but um, with Jason instead of um, you know the mother.
5: Yeah, yeah, and that was directed by Steve Miner, who. Uh, right. And now we're talking about uh, you were talking with Miguel, I believe, about uh, something about uh, another other Friday the Thirteenth. But do uh, you, you happen to know what Steve Miner is doing these days?
3: No, Vince Mike. You know. I think he's still directing.
5: Yeah. Yes, he is. He he is. is. He did two years ago. I got an email from him saying, "Ron, this is Steve Miner. How have you been? Blah 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 blah. Look at, we've got a part for you um, in Day of the Dead remake of George Romero's Day of the Dead, and uh, we'd like you to come out to (laughs) like it was uh, Philadelphia or or New Jersey to uh, Bulgaria." (laughs) Oh, wow. I says, wait a minute. What's what's the part? He says, it's Mr. Noble. You're going to be playing uh, uh, Marissa. I can't think of her name, but she was in American Beauty, the pretty blonde. Uh,
1: Mina, Cer- uh, Mina Cervera. That's there you
5: it. go. Yeah, there you go. Mina Cervera. You're going to be playing her father. And um, so I said, I'd like to. And one thing led to another. And then he called me, he uh, emailed me back. He says, Ron, I'm sorry, but, <clears throat> you know. They they did find an actor here in London. They don't want to pay your plane fare over there, so I lost. But he says the next thing I do, you're going to be in it. Next thing I do in America, you're going to be in it. I, ha- I haven't heard from him, but um, so I saw the movie. I rented the movie, and it was pretty good. And then I said, well, where in the hell is Mr. Uh, you know, Mr. Noble? And it your was part. like it was like a bit part that you could have taken a body from the street and saying, you know, you're going to be <laughs> Mr. Noble. I says he was going to fly me over to, to, to Bulgaria for this role?
3: You know, it
5: it's
3: funny. Just... You, he tells you he was going to be in Bulgaria. Your first question was, well, what's the part? My first question was, well, how much are you paying me?
5: <laughs> well, it would have been SAG uh, minimum, I, I imagine, which is... Uh, you know, probably five hundred a day over there and I would have been there a couple of days. But uh, And they pay they
0: pay for your flight though, that, that's cool.
5: No, that that's the thing. They would have they would have uh, they wanted me to pay the producer wanted me to pay for my own flight, which actors are doing these days, believe it or not. A lot of working actors are paying their own airfare. That's how bad things have gotten. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And I might you know what i I might have uh I might have gotten a few more days out of it, but uh at the time, I thought, you know, gee, this is not going to be worth it. And then because I questioned uh, the expenses and everything, they were able to find an actor in London, and they flew him down to do it. But it was a part that you could have done, you know. All right, yeah. A, 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 a guy – I don't know if you're an actor or not, but, I mean, the guy is there. He starts uh, He starts getting the, the disease, and he starts you – know, Eating his wife alive, you know, and he turns into a monster and then runs around and he's out the he's out of the picture. So,
0: I didn't yeah, know. absolutely.
5: I think we all done that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I could, or maybe it was more, and they cut the rest, you know. But I don't, I don't know. I figured, gee, he says we we need a good actor. We can't find anybody for the role. I'm thinking this must be a good part. Oh yeah, oh, <laughs> well, it was a good movie, that Yeah, yeah. Did you yeah. see it?
3: No, no. I, I actually. Yeah. I'm surprised I didn't. A remake of Day of the Dead. I'm surprised the I didn't
5: Dead. Yeah, and there's on the DVD, there's an interview with Steve Miner before the, before they show the film, which is uh, you should get. And it's uh, interesting. Cool. Uh, they, they changed the storyline, very much like they changed the storyline of the remake of Friday the 13th. Right, yeah.
1: Hey, Ron. Mm-hmm. Hey, Ron, this is Vince, the other host of the show. Um, hey. I have a question. Do you have any advice out there for, for younger guys and younger women who want to be actors and they they move to New York to do this. Uh, What would be your piece of advice for them of trying to make it?
5: Aspiring actors? Yes. Yeah, I I think the best advice I could give is to get on the stage and start doing some theater wherever you are. That you can do. You can't always make a movie, although today everybody's got their own own, uh, independent film, right? But yeah. uh, do that, do that too, but especially get on the stage because that's how a real actor, that's where the real actors are made. And um, and there's a lot of scouts watching you guys? Uh, not always, but that's the thing that so many young people today, I teach acting in New York and everybody wants to make it real quick. And it, it just it just doesn't, I mean, that could happen, you know, it could happen. But uh, for the most part, like anything else, you got to pay your dues and, and you got to, you know, uh, God, you could be so talented, and it's still going to take a while to get uh, to get noticed and to get a name for yourself. And, and there's so much of his luck, too. But I think right. if people really – it depends on if you just want to be a star or do you really like being an actor. Because if you right. really like being an actor, like Al Pacino, who was a buddy of mine years ago when we started out together, and we used to hang out together, and um, that Al loved acting. I mean, mm-hmm. we used to work with the Swift Messenger Service for a dollar – I said the last time I saw him, I, I said, Al, remember when we worked for the Swift Messenger Service for dollar sixty-five an hour? He said Ron, it was a dollar an hour. And uh, wow. but we would talk about actors. We loved acting, and Al, I'm going to do this part and that part. And, and and our, you know, our idols in those days were Brando and Albert Finney, and you know, great. Yeah. I, we talked. We talked about doing plays by Tennessee Williams and Arthur Miller, and and uh, it's different today. Today they want to be an action hero right away. You know.
4: Yeah, everyone wants to be Arnold.
5: <laughs> yeah.
3: All right. Well, thanks so much for calling in, Robert. we Really appreciate okay,
5: it. Okay. I, I enjoyed it, and uh, uh, happy Friday the Thirteenth to uh, all you guys listening in. And uh,
0: yeah,
3: And
5: thanks for thinking of me.
0: Yeah.
3: Hey, no problem. Thank you so much Thank for you coming for doing to us.
5: Never keep the chief waiting. <laughs>
3: thanks,
1: man. Bye. It was great. See you later. That was great, Ron Melky. We we have a um, have another call. Hey, unavailable. You are live on Rabbit and Red Radio. Hey, it's Russell Todd. I so I thought it was going to be. <laughs>
6: yeah,
1: I, 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 We don't have a call screener app. Uh, there's way too much money.
6: Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm so sorry that my phone uh, shows up unavailable, but I'm glad yeah. that, that you uh, took my call.
1: Oh no! I, I'm, I I appreciate you calling in. It really means a lot to me. Um, you're joined here
4: I'm Vic
6: and Alex, and we have Mike. <laughs> <laughs> well, happy Friday 13th to everybody.
4: Happy Friday 13th. Uh, same to you. Yeah, that's
6: a it's near and dear to my heart. This date, of course, and um, I'm really really happy that uh, I was part of this franchise uh, part two, of course. And uh, it's amazing longevity. Long long.
1: And plus, you have one of, the, uh, one of the cooler kills of all time in a Friday 13th movie.
6: Yeah, it was kind of cool. Uh, going up in a bear trap upside down and then uh, the slit throat. It was nice. Um, yeah, it was terrific. I, I, a funny tale, which I, I think has been printed before, but I remember they saved my death for my last night of shooting. And I remember calling my parents and saying, well, it's my last night in Connecticut. We were finishing this Paramount film. And she said, what's the scene? I said, what's my death scene? And my mom said, well, why are they killing you on the last night? I said, what do you mean? I mean, why did they save that? Why did they film everything else when they're killing you at the last night you're working? And I said, well, that's just the way, you know, it was scheduled. She thought it was a snuff movie, that they were really going to kill me. That's why they got all my other scenes out of the way. (laughs) Yeah, you should
3: have told her, don't worry, they're going to use the dull side of the knife to cut my throat. (laughs) <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly, which, they, of course,
6: they did. <laughs>
3: <laughs> a real film would have been the, uh, the other way.
6: <laughs> true, yeah, very true. Yeah, It's so funny when I look at that and say, why did they do that? Because I was wearing a prosthetic, which definitely would have, which was pre-cut and had tubing for the blood, and all I had to do was lean my head back to reveal the gaping wound. So I guess they felt, you know, they didn't want to have any chance of actually cutting my throat, even though there was, you know, an inch thick latex on it. But
0: right. um, I'm glad I survived.
3: <laughs> I'm glad you mentioned that, actually. Um, part 2 is well known for being the most edited Friday the 13th, like a, almost no gore. It's even comparable to Halloween Part 1. You In the interview we did, you told me that um, there was so much blood that it started spilling into your eyes.
6: Yeah, I was upside down, and they just kept pumping that blood. And, you know, they kept saying, keep it going, keep it going. And, you know, like, I had to stop at some point because I had to react because it was going into my eyeballs and, and, and causing a problem. And in your
3: nostril probably, right?
6: Yeah. It was just going totally upside down into my, uh, into my the rest of my face. But it's true wow. when you say that. I didn't think about that. They cut that short. They cut a lot of the death scenes short where you don't see much except the actual killing. And then, you know, right. a moment or two later. And that, that's very true. That's a good point. So,
3: were you there, like, like, I don't know what it's like to be an actor on a set, like, you just hang out when other things are being shot? you watch it happen, or are you guys just not even around?
6: It depends where it was. Now, they shot a lot of that out. Uh, our cabins were down this long, long road that led to the major um, place where the other things were shot. Like, a not a cabin. It was like a lodge. So quite often when we were finished, we'd go back, and uh, and they'd want you to go back because technically you're off the clock, get out of here, you know, stop thank you. <laughs> But, yeah. know, sometimes we'd hang around and watch other stuff, but I don't believe I watched that much during that shooting because we'd go back and, you know, we all became friends and we would go back to the cabins and hang out or do stuff or go have a meal. Um, yeah, you said there were a lot of hijinks,
3: people playing uh, tricks on each other, trying to scare each other.
6: Oh, yeah, often when we'd go back, cause it was, like I said, it was this long kind of dirt road with hedges on both sides, and they'd wrap you, and sometimes it was dark and they'd give you a flashlight or you'd be escorted back by a PA, and you'd be walking down the street, and you'd hear literally,
4: kill, 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 kill. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm
6: telling you, you know, we do, you know, we're making the movie, and I'm with Jason, and I'm with all these people. I know it's not real, and I'm thinking,
4: oh,
2: damn.
3: <laughs> and I yep. get scared.
6: It was very, very funny. But, uh, yeah. No. Uh, there are times everyone tried to spook each other.
3: I think I think there's one scene that we all know you had to hang out on. The scene before your big scene where you steal Terry's clothes, I'm sure you were there for her whole skinny dipping scene. Oh. Yeah,
6: you know, I figured I would hang out for that one. <laughs> <laughs> you had nothing better to do. Yeah, you know, they said, you know, you can come and, you know, we'll we'll let you fly in a helicopter. We'll let you do anything else that's fantastic. But, no, I'll hang here. I'm okay here.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd
6: stick to that. Yeah, uh, Terry, yes. So, uh, yeah, I watched that uh, entire scene, of course, a number of times, and I felt yep. bad for because that water was not warm, and, right. uh, and she had to go into it, um, but she was terrific. I don't know what's going on with her. I haven't heard anything about her, so I have no idea. I heard she was going to appear, I believe, at that event uh, that's no longer happening.
3: I didn't get what they were doing with your character. You're one of my favorite characters, and that's why I contacted you in the first, and what I couldn't understand is, you're clearly a model. I mean, you—you you, you, you know—you're the best-looking guy on the set, and you're hitting on this girl who's like, not that, you know. She okay, she's hot, but like, I don't, underst- I, I don't understand. I don't understand. I—I don't get the part where you're not in her league. Like, what was that all about?
1: Go ahead. I think she was actually. I'm sorry. I think she was really holding out for the man in the wheelchair. I think she had a fetish. <laughs> oh god.
4: You god. Never
3: know. You the... Never know.
4: <laughs> That's uh. That's hey, probably uh, a negative, uh, but okay.
1: Yeah. Well, so I have okay. two quick questions here. One, um, shopping Mall that you start in is oh, really? coming – it's really – it turned out again, if you will, becoming a cult classic. I they love that. You put it on DVD, and uh, uh, by the way, I watched the commentary to the DVD. The director and writer had nothing but nice things to say about you and the whole cast and Tony O'Dell, and it's really – turn into a cult classic once again after this dVD release That's uh, what's your, I, it, 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 I always thought it was a good movie. Uh, I always wanted to see it for a long time and it, look, all I could watch was the trailer it was so tough to get it was out of print for a while and what was your uh, thoughts on shopping mall at the time were you just were you happy to do a, another horror movie or did you just think like oh, okay, I'll do this i don't maybe I don't want to do another horror movie. What were your thoughts before going into that and getting the part to uh, Choppy Mall?
6: Well, when I heard it was a Roger Corman picture, actually it was his wife, um, Julie Corman, but still associated with her family, I thought, wow, I mean, that's a classic name right there. I'd love to be involved. Yes. And then when I heard Jim Winorski's name, and he has, of course, a great history uh, with those type of films and others, and I said, yeah, definitely, let me audition for that. And I was thrilled to get it. And it was a great group of people. And we had a fantastic time. We were at, you know, the famous Galleria in Sherman Oaks. This was actually where we shot it. The exterior in the movie is the Beverly Center in Los Angeles, but it was really shot at the uh, Sherman Oaks Galleria. And to be able to run through the Galleria when it was closed from like 9 p.m. or 10 p.m. at night till 6 in the morning with shotguns and AK-47s or whatever they're called and, and, and blow the place up and destroy windows and then be chased by robots um, – I mean, it was, it was a dream. It really was. I mean, it was, it was a thrill to, to get a chance to do an action pick like that and, 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 uh, and laugh a lot. And we did laugh a lot on the set.
1: It seemed like a fun cast. And uh, the director, during the commentary, talked about all the flack he was getting from, I want to say it was one of the supervisors of the mall. And that was a famous mall. I mean, they used um, a commando with Arnold Schwarzenegger. They shot at the same mall.
0: Yeah, yeah, the, campus, yeah.
6: The, the Galleria in Sherman Oaks, which was, um, I think it's referred to in Fast Times at Richmond High. I believe I don't know if it's seen there, but I mean it was referred to many, many, uh, it many is, movies. Yes, it, it was. And it's, now it's no longer around. I believe it was right. not now. Yeah, it's no uh, longer. It, it's still there, but it's no longer uh, you know a three or four level shopping mall. It's mostly offices with some shopping and restaurants on the bottom and theaters.
1: The director of the film said he was getting tons of flack from one of the representatives of the mall because they somehow put a small little ding into the pole, and he said constantly these representatives of the mall was giving such a hard time to the production of the film, but yet the owner of that mall was all for it. Oh, I <laughs> he, did, he did say, I believe the owner, um, uh, um, Tim Warsky, director, told him, hey, look, we're going to do this fire stunt, and we're going to put fire around it. And the owner, exact quote as he told the story, said, "Oh, that sounds great," and walked away. <laughs> but everybody <laughs> <laughs> advising this owner of uh, Sherman Oaks, the shopping mall, was so against it. So I don't know if, if you had, if you knew about that, if you seen that while on set, if you were, you know, heard about the kind of flack from. Uh, the mall staff.
6: Uh, Actually, I, I hadn't heard about that. I don't know if they kept that from the cast or not, or Jim shared that it was some other people. But I did not know that, but that's very funny. I mean, you know, we, we did run around, you know, and there, were, there was fire, and there were, you know, I remember one scene, I'm throwing a crowbar at a window. Of course, they opened up the doors of the actual store and put in our own plate glass, uh, and I and I broke that. But I didn't know if any actual real damage to them all, I do remember some real damage to my ears, though, which has been sustained uh, because those those guns are loud, and um, you know we were shooting them so often. I remember Tony was standing next to me, and he had a you know an AK-47, and he was firing that thing at the robot coming, and um, I think there was some uh, permanent damage uh, to my ears as far as um, just hearing and reduction in it. But I mean, I don't know if it's specifically that, but over years. But I do remember that, actually, not hearing for a few days from the loudness from that. Really? Wow. And you're in a close spot anyway. So it's definitely the, yeah, the echo. Yeah. Definitely, also plus the echo. But being right next to those guns, even though they're they're blanks, um, it makes a powerful noise. Right. The, that, that movie the actually... Pre- sorry, guys.
1: Oh, sorry. Um, Mr. Todd, the other question I have here is that uh, one of your co-stars, quote-unquote, of Friday the 13th, Part 2, uh, Warrington Gillette has been making a name for himself as the real Jason, and it's turned out to be that he, he wasn't the real Jason. He did one scene. Uh, I just want to know if you, if you have, if, how do you feel about that when somebody, he's taking credit for somebody else's work, more or less.
6: Yeah, I don't know what the true backstory of that is, because I remember him being there, but I don't know to what degree he was Jason or someone else was. I mean, no matter what the answer to that is, I mean, no one should take credit for someone else's work, or at least if they do take, they should say it's a shared credit. Um, but I really don't know how much he actually was the Jason or not, to be honest. The so, I, I have, uh, yeah, sorry. Alex, you, you can handle that one because
1: you probably you know more yeah. about that that
0: that's. Um,
1: well, basically, Warrington
3: Gillette was hired. Um, in his contract, he was going to be uh, you know credited as Jason. So they hired him, really not knowing too much about him. The right. first day on the set, he's supposed to basically film the last scene first when um, Jason jumps through the window to attack Ginny at the end. Right. And um, he jumps through the window. In our interview, he even states he didn't even break through the, the glass. Like, he didn't do it right. He didn't, and, and I guess that's a real amateur mistake or I don't know, whatever. But so basically they do it again. He eventually gets to the window, film it. And basically they said, this guy is just not, we don't want him for the rest of the movie. He's not going to cut it. So Steve Dash was then hired to play Jason in every single other scene of the movie. Oh, wow. Now, yeah. So Warrington Gillette, basically, since his name is in the cast, when people were making documentaries, doing interviews, and, you know, uh, hiring people for the conventions, they looked on the list and said, okay, let's get Warrington Gillette. And, while he was doing all this, he failed to mention that he only did one thing in the entire movie, and he was not Jason by any means, uh, besides that one window scene. Yeah, and basic... Go ahead. No, no, well, I was going to say, just Steve Dash was made aware of this, and it became this whole big, gigantic, uh, you know. Yeah, fight.
6: I, I think I've seen, you know, in other signings I've done, I've seen Warrington there, where, of course, he builds himself as the. Um... The Jason from that, but I think Steve has been there as well. Where he's, I think he has had a shirt that said, "Yes, I'm the real Jason." I believe that was yeah, it. yeah. He's been saying, "I'm the real Jason," as basically spiteful
3: to um Warrington, and to this day, like that has been made aware to us for about five years, I would say. And Steve Dash will re- continue to write the real Jason on yeah. all his own.
6: Credited? How is it credited on, in the movie and IMDb? I
3: think Jason Stuntman
6: something like that? Stunt yes. double? All yeah.
3: oh, right. Yes, it, it, yeah. it is credited yeah. that way. Yeah. I, I want to ask a really total dork question to you.
0: <laughs> okay.
3: Um, you know, like that, I don't, I don't know how much you, like, memorize this movie, because I'm, you know, I'm sure it's just uh, yeah, another movie to you, but do you remember the scene where, like, everyone's about to leave and go to that bar? So right. Steve Meyer takes the camera, and he films Ginny and Paul, and there's just one big long shot where they glide down the whole entire uh, porch and they film every single cast member doing their own little part. And it's just one big long continuous shot.
6: Do you remember that? I kind of do, yes. we were all doing, yeah. I do. And, and, yeah, and you were like,
3: I think I'll stay here a while because the girl says, well, I'm going to stick around. I haven't found Muffin. And you were like, eh, I think I'll stay a while. Like, I was just wondering, how, how many takes did that? Like, was that like a whole big thing, like... Because most movies don't have a, like one, a whole bunch of different scenes wrapped up in
6: one continuous shot.
4: Like I was right. just wondering
6: things, you know, if there's anything to say about that. I don't quite remember how many takes, to be honest, uh, that took to do that. But I, I would have remembered if it was a lot of takes to make it happen, because that always sticks in my mind. So it was probably yeah. just a few. Uh, otherwise, I would have remembered that. But I don't think it was. I mean, what we were doing was not that difficult for that shot. So, right. Yeah. Everybody uh, could
3: have hit the mark pretty easily. Yeah. Yeah.
6: So I think he probably got it in one or two shots. Uh, so
3: okay. He... I always like that scene. I, I like how they did that. It was just two and a half minutes of just nonstop, and everybody yeah, had to do a duel.
6: I agree with you. That's that's always great to see a scene like that. Yeah. it's Cool stuff. Yeah. 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 I was just going to ask
3: if he if he uh, if he hooked up with any girls
6: on this on the set. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh The answer is yes. Uh, but really? we there. Ah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, that, that's some dirt. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean it's fine to come from my side, but then the other person, I don't know, yeah. they want that out there. So, yeah. You
0: know. Cool. Yeah.
6: I have uh, one last question for. Uh, has there
1: ever been a role you've you've been up for that you really wanted so be- and just couldn't get? Has that ever happened to you during your career?
6: Well, I was actually supposed to do a role years ago called Endless Love. You remember that movie?
0: Oh God,
3: endless oh, love no, was no, a
6: no, Franco Zeffirelli movie. No, I've heard. I of didn't that. see that one. No, it starred Brooke, Sh- Brooke Shields starred in it years and years ago, and uh, Martin Hewitt. It's from
1: 1981,
6: show... right? That it was early '80s, wasn't it? It probably was. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, family. now now. But um, I thought I had that role. I did the screen test, and I thought we were buying clothing, all sorts of stuff, and then it was taken away from me um, for various reasons. But uh, that was one role which might have changed the career. Uh, I don't know, but that that, that might have been interesting to do that picture. I mean, it was a big film at that time, not a great movie, uh, but a a well-publicized movie. But I ended up doing Where the Boys Are, which was now in car film, Uh, in 83, with Lisa Hartman and Lorna Luft and Lynn Holly Johnson and Alana Stewart and Dan McDonald. And and that was a terrific experience. In fact, they're just releasing, finally, they never, ever put out a DVD of that. And they finally do it. It was made in 83. And uh, they just interviewed me at my home for that to do the commentary, uh, you know, for behind the scenes on that DVD. So I'm happy that they're finally releasing that. Do you have any movies that
3: you you could recommend to like your fans of Friday the 13th besides Chopping Mall that they would be into? Like your like your favorite or your your you know
6: uh, happiest um, how they came out? Um, not horror pictures, but right off my head. Um, I'd have to think about that. You caught me on that one. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'd have to think about that. So unfortunately, I I, I can't. Uh, I still have to see many of the other ones in in this series. I mean, I've seen you know two or three of them, but I haven't seen many of the later ones. And one of my clients, right. you know, I'm, I'm an agent, as you, as you know already, uh, and yeah. I represent, uh, many of the Steadicam operators in the country, and one of them did the last Friday the 13th. He was the camera okay. operator in the Steadicam, so it was nice to have that connection. I was very happy when they called and We were able to book that.
3: It'll always be a part of you, I
6: guess. Yeah, and I'm very, very happy about that. It was an exciting thing. I was young, and it was wonderful to be a part of that, not knowing what it would turn into, but just enjoying the moment and, and the people, and I'm glad that it's had such longevity and, uh, and that there's so many incredible fans that still love it. And, uh, and everyone has a favorite movie, and I think that's great, and um, and I think it'll go on forever. But and as an agent,
1: and I was just going to say as an agent, uh, you're not looking to take on a mediocre-looking person who can't act, right? <laughs> don't do that. Because Alex, it's 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 Alex, cool what the Okay. <laughs> well, Alex is going to ask you, and I figured I'll just ask for Alex. So, Alice I don't think it's going to happen tonight.
6: <laughs> well, I don't represent actors; I represent people behind the camera. But <laughs> you never know. <laughs> That's cool. Wow. So, a lot goes into every single thing about making a movie, huh? Really does. It's amazing how many um, positions there are, and how many of those positions people never thought. Oh, those people have agents. And well, yeah, Vince here wants to be a best boy grip. <laughs> That's
0: yeah, a good job. I'm
1: strong enough. It, I'm sure it is. I, I would like to make the money. I could keep my mouth shut. Okay. Perfect.
6: <laughs> well, I still enjoy going to the sets, even though I'm not performing, but to see my clients shoot and I meet some incredible people and watch their talent. And uh, it's always nice. So I think no matter what position you have on a project, um, I'm sure many of them are very grateful to be there and, and, and be part of the experience and to get paid, of course. Exactly. Is there
1: anything uh, you would like to plug uh, before we go?
6: Um, I guess just, you know, where the boys are, even though it's not horror, will be coming out um, very shortly on DVD, and I hope our people enjoy that. Will that Um, also be a Blu-ray,
1: you know, offhand? I don't
6: know at this point. I'm really not sure because I'm not involved in that aspect. And also I'm promoting a uh, a new singer that's going to be out there. You'll probably hear him soon and uh, a crooner style in the, in the style of Frank Sinatra and uh, Michael Bublé he's an amazing voice that no one's ever heard and uh, we just went into the studio today and recorded three tracks and I think he's uh, going to be uh, quite a sensation sometime soon so that will be exciting we'll see more about that later yeah. very cool that sounds great and we thank you for your time uh, your grace for coming on
1: here it really means a lot to us it's my
6: pleasure. You know, it's the perfect day, of course, Friday thirteenth, and uh, yep. I'm very grateful to to all the fans uh, that have always stuck by the series, by me, by by all of this. It's just it's just amazing. And uh, I yes, would-
3: thank you so much for coming through for us, man. I mean, this is really a real special night. I mean, uh, it's just been incredible. We we had a Friday thirteenth show plan. It's just been jam packed, and it's it's something I don't know. It, We'll definitely remember this forever, you know? Yeah,
6: definitely. That's great. Well, thank you so much for having me on the show. Yes, thank Thank you you so much. Thank you very much. much. All right, guys. Take care.
3: Happy Friday, thirteenth. Thank you. You too. too. Bye. Bye.